0: Hi, I'm Rachel O'Mara. I'm the host of The PauseCast. I'm also the author of Pause, Harnessing the Life-Changing Power of Giving Yourself a Break, as well as a private coach for men and women who are struggling with how to get out of overwhelm and reclaim their lives. The PauseCast is dedicated to helping individuals learn the tools and be more self-aware that we can all be more capable of to live our best life to reach our potential whether this is your first time listening or you're a regular i invite you to download my free gift to you which is a blueprint called the three keys to stay out of overwhelm and thrive the blueprint is available at my website www.rachelomera.com get it today so you can start to implement these tools that we can all learn and that's what the podcast is all about Thanks for being here today. I am Rachel O'Mara, the guide here, host of the podcast. And I'm excited with my new guest today, Naz Bahesti. Baheshti. Baheshti. I'm terrible with <laughs> names, it. just so you know, it's not you. <laughs> well, welcome. No it's worries. To have you here? Thank
1: you. I'm so happy to be here, Rachel.
0: Yeah, we're going to talk about your new book that's coming out, Pause, Breathe, Choose. So, woman after my own heart. You've got Naz <laughs> as a part of your title. And I want to share a little bit about Naz, where uh, you've, you've been around in the corporate world for your entire career, it sounds like. And now you're an executive wellness coach. You're a speaker, a Forbes contributor, and founded your own business, Prana Naz. Now, am I saying that right? Correct. <laughs> and you provide wellness solutions on leadership effectiveness, employee well-being, and engagement company culture, and all kinds of fortunate business outcomes. So you've worked with top companies. I also love that you were the personal assistant to Steve Jobs at Apple. So you've been around. Yes, I've had quite the experience. <laughs> I know. And I'm, and I'm excited to get into your book, Pause, Breathe, Choose, Become the CEO of Your Well-Being. And I know you're in New York City, uh, also another place after my own heart. I lived there for 10 years before moving to the Bay And uh, I can see it there through your window. So it's good to see you there. (laughs) And would you be okay if you let us in a pause? Sure. Awesome. I'll hand it over to you. All right. So let's sit in a
1: comfortable seated position with your legs uncrossed, feet are planted on the earth. Gently close your eyes. Your palms are resting
2: on your lap facing up. Let's roll our shoulders up to our ears, back and down. Imagine someone pulling you from the top of your head with a string, pulling you taller and straighter in your seat. Your chin is parallel to the earth. Let's take a deep inhale together. Inhale, exhale everything out. Two more like this, inhale. Exhale, inhale, exhale. Continue breathing here at your own pace with your attention on your breath. Whenever you have any thoughts or sounds that may disrupt the pattern of the breath, that's okay. Just imagine a balloon in the sky, putting those thoughts putting those sounds into the balloon and just allowing them to float away. So acknowledge, let go and return to your breath. We'll be here just for about a few breaths together with our attention on our breath. When you're ready, slowly begin to bring your attention back into the room. Wiggle your toes and your fingers. And whenever you're ready, slowly and gently begin to open your eyes.
0: How is that? Thank you. That was refreshing. I definitely felt myself. I like the balloon analogy and letting go things visually
2: Mm -hmm. So to
0: me. That was, that was exciting for me. And uh, I feel calm. I feel present and and the feet on the ground is always a good prompt for me too. How about you? Mm -hmm. Good. Yeah. I,
1: I always actually start all my coaching um, sessions if, if my client is open to it. With this just brief two-minute guided meditation or mindfulness practice, whatever you want to call it, just to get grounded and focused, um, because we're all coming from, you know, who knows where, and it's it's just a good place to um, get focused and grounded and calm.
0: And it's such a powerful practice. I, I I call I'm curious what how you define a pause. In my world, I call pause an intentional shift in behavior. What do you call a pause for you?
1: Pause for me is literally just like stopping, taking a step back so that you can then take a breath. I mean, my book, Pause for You to Choose taking that pause is the first step before you can re-engage with the present moment, which is that breath. So taking a mindful breath is that re-engagement of, the, of that present moment. And then when you're engaged in the present moment, you're able to make a better choice because you're not your mind is not in the past or in the future, you're in the present. So then you can make wiser choices, but you need to have that pause to re-engage with that breath consciously because we're breathing all day long, all day and night without really realizing it until we take that pause and make an intention to take a mindful breath.
0: Right. Right. And, and I, I think I, I agree with everything you're sharing and it, it resonates so much. And, and to what, to add to that, I think of a pause as the gateway. And I think that's what mm-hmm. what I'm hearing from you. It, it's that opening for an assessment of just even a micro moment of what could be, what's going on here, what what is different. So, right. Yeah, it's super powerful. And did you always have this understanding of, of the world of mindfulness?
1: Yeah. Uh, no, it was not actually because my first job out of college was uh, Steve Jobs, executive assistant at Apple. So you can imagine how intense and stressful that was. And You know, I was young in my early 20s, and um, I was not uh, as mindful of my well-being at that time, and um, I just, you know, came to this in time, in that decade of working in corporate from Apple to, you know, Yahoo, which was the Google of its time. I was in sales, and then I was in a pharmaceutical sales company doing a sales role, and I was uh, really stressed and on the verge of burnout and unfulfilled with my life. So it definitely wasn't the mindful being that I am today then, but I slowly started making changes, mindful um, choices through when I realized that I was like getting really sick and tired of being sick and tired. And so I started shifting some things from, you know, like exercise, what I ate, um, to, Becoming more fulfilled in my career, starting a nonprofit charity, and um, that eventually led me to really, um, you know, my mom is the one who actually is—I uh, have to give her full credit for starting me, taking me to my first yoga class, and then also getting me oh, into mom. meditation. Yeah, I know she was like trailblazer for her time because she started meditating. Um, back in the 90s and um, mm. she told me I needed to meditate because I kept you know complaining that I was stressed and tired and I said no way I don't have time for meditation you know she does TM and TM is you know two times 20 minutes a day I said I don't have 40 minutes to waste to sit there and, and do
0: nothing okay. <laughs> you know and was so busy yeah
1: Yeah. And, um, and it took me time and I realized that you really have to be ready, willing and able to start something because if you, you know, my mom told me for, I don't know, months or maybe even years to, to start, but I just kind of brushed it off. Like, no, that's not for me right now. Um, or at all until I was ready. And it was like a realization that I had that, you know, okay, I'm ready for meditation. I need to do this. And that was back in 2010. Um, I, I remember very clearly I was in Antarctica on like really just like untouched grounds of this beautiful, majestic place, you know, tall mountains, frigid air, you know, sun shining 24 hours. And um, I just had this like sense, of like this epiphany, like, and just, you know, looking at this gorgeous, majestic view there was just like this deep sense of clarity that I needed to start meditation when I got back from that trip. And that's when I did it. It was just like this moment that I said, I'm going to do it. And I came back and I told my mom and she was just so thrilled and got me into TM. And I got initiated back in 2010. And of course my yoga practice helped, which started much before that. So those are my two, like, you know, my, my biggest mindfulness tools and areas, um, that
0: I find are my medicine basically. That's great. And have you found since we're, since the pandemic and since our, our our COVID world and, and sheltering in place that you've had to, you've had to change up your routine for meditation or being, being in that zone. So you feel different.
1: And, well, I always do my meditation first thing in the morning. So I do I use my RPM method: Rise, P, meditate. So it's okay. like always right in first thing I do. Um, what I have changed is my workout routine because I used to go to Equinox and take classes either during lunch or after work. Now I just do it right after my meditation, and I kind of so I have my morning routine. So it's actually RPM squared now because it's you know, rise pee, meditate and then movement so 20 minutes of meditation 20 minutes of movement and then i start working um so that's changed i never thought i'd be one to work out at home roll out my mat and do that i love classes but i had to to shift
0: that um routine of mine yeah yeah wow so i like i like that rpm i haven't, haven't come across that myself so noted rise my word for the year is rise so that fits oh. alongside what I'm trying to do more of as well. Just rise, rise to the occasion, rise and shine, rise up, rise, get, get. Oh, get awesome! On, all of that but- stuff, yeah, yeah. So, so tell me a little bit about uh, the book. To so pause, breathe, choose, become mm-hmm. the CEO of your well-being. I feel like becoming a CEO of, of of anything is like super. um, intriguing right now everyone wants to be on the the ceo bandwagon for like whatever it is that you want to bring into 20 this year or or the future Mm -hmm. and well-being like it's such a potent topic right now we i feel like everyone in the pandemic is is getting a little taste of like how they can be more aware of where they are well-being wise right Mm -hmm. can you share a little bit about the framework that you use and how that plays into stress management if i was working at anywhere uh, well, let's just say Google, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. and I was a stress stress ball. What, how would like how would you help based on the book and what you teach people?
1: Well, I have a MAP method, um, so that's kind of the holistic framework that puts everything together. And MAP is an acronym for Master Mindfulness, which is really the foundation of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, really, to be mindful, then you're able to manage your stress and build resilience. So that's kind of like. Fundamental. And then um, a stands for apply better choices um, and for stress management and to build uh, resilience. And so that actually those seven A's are seven A's to apply those better choices. And that is um, really fundamental in upgrading your mindset and your behavior. And then P is um, promote yourself to the CEO of your well-being and it also stands for the three p's which are pain prana and purpose where part three of the book goes into you know kind of deeper um state of fulfillment you know overcoming pain um, and using pain to become your greatest teacher for growth and then prana is used as you know is a sanskrit word for vital uh energy and breath and so using um, your energy, like energy management, more so than time management. And then, um, and then, purpose is, you know, um, the bigger purpose on a macro level of like your life's purpose, mission. And um, then there's also purpose on a micro level. If you don't happen to know your purpose yet, we could all live um, your purpose on a daily basis, which is like your daily intentions. So that's more on a micro level mm-hmm. purpose. So when you bring all that together, you're able to really live a very fulfilling life um, and ma- be able to manage your stress and build resilience so mm-hmm. that, you know, if anything does, you know, you know, life's adversities are inevitable. And um, but when you take care of yourself and you build that resilience reserves, you're able to not only bounce back, but what I like to say is bounce forward and truly thrive instead of just survive life's adversities.
0: Yeah bounce forward. Let's all bounce forward a little bit on that, on that <laughs> note. Yeah. So, so, so MAP, M-A-P. So master mindfulness, apply better choices. And there's like seven A's you mentioned, and then promoting yourself to your CEO of your own health and the three P's. I love that pain mm-hmm. on a purpose. I think uh, purpose is an interesting, an interesting topic because I think we're taught to like we have to go out and get a purpose, and what you're saying is, it's actually just about your intention. You can have it any time, any day, living it moment by moment, and I think that's that's like a fundamental switch that I learned myself, and I hope many others can learn too, because it's actually just more of like a mindset, right, where you can make anything exactly. purposeful if you choose to.
1: Right, right, and then the people who do have that bigger purpose, um, you know, there's that's the macro level of purpose, like living your life's mission and um, you know, your life's message, basically how you're making impact that's on a greater scale, you know, how you're making impact in the world.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the other, I think the other thought is around choices. So you said like applied better choices. What would be an example of that? Do you have something that's a pretty common theme you might get from the people that you work with? Is there something like around that? Yeah. What would you like to share? Yeah.
1: Well, the seven A's, so um, the, the foundation is to adopt a healthy lifestyle. So that's adopting a healthy lifestyle allows you to achieve your highest potential to perform at the top of your game. And then there's allocate play and recovery time so that you could reboot your mind, body and creativity. And then the third A is avoid unnecessary stress, which... To, you know, allows you to take preventative measures to avoid chronic stress. And then um, the other one is alter the situation. So make a change to attain a better outcome and then adapt to the stressor, which is really about understanding the bigger picture to gain perspective. And then accept what you cannot change is a uh, greater peace of mind um, so that when you accept what you can't change, you attain greater peace of mind. And then uh, lastly is attend uh, to connection with self, others, world, and universe, which allows you to cultivate meaningful relationships and limitless possibilities
0: because that connection is so important, especially now during COVID. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think these are all. Re- all resonating with me and and uh you know it's about knowing we have the choice I feel like is also part of that journey yeah I I think you know you talk about autopilot and it's this you know we all know autopilot where we just kind of go on that cruise control of not really thinking about too much you might maybe it's the breath or it could be just going through the the day so uh tell me a little bit about knowing I have like what if I didn't know I had the choices or, or like how do I know what my choices are, or like what, what could be different if I think that, you know, I've got all these demands on my time and I, maybe my kids or my, my partner are, 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 are also weighing on me and then working from home, which is in my bedroom, like all of those things. What would I, what would, what would be a different choice I could make? How would you approach that? cool.
1: Well, I would really start small. I always, you know, instead of trying to change your entire day or give you a bunch of things to do, because you're already, you know, um, have a lot going on, a lot of the demands between work and life and family and everything. So really, it'd be taking one small step. So I would, you know, ask you, what is one thing you really want to do that you, ha- you aren't doing right now that you think would be most helpful? So some people say, know i i do want to get back to my meditation practice or i want to run again i used to run every morning or what is it like what is it for you rachel
0: what what would it be for you well i am a big actually i'm i'm a runner and i do yoga as well so so for me it's right now it's yoga once a week that's my Hmm. my stretch literally no pun intended stretch goal in addition (laughs) to like maybe working out four times like three or four times a week plus the yoga so that's one of my choices that I'm choosing to make. And I just did yoga la- like this weekend for the first time since last year. So I feel oh, good. like I'm making progress. And so the key Great. is to keep going. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And I, so like, if someone says like, yeah, I want to start that. Like, I like how you say your stretches once a week, you know, and then running four times um, a week. Like if you were to say, I'm going to do both every day, I'd say, okay, if you weren't doing it at all, let's start slow and be realistic because then you're just going to, set yourself up for disappointment, and then just fall off the wagon completely and not do it at all. So it's always about like identifying um, what you think realistically you can do. Do that for a while, a few weeks or however long. And then if you want to increase it, then increase it. Don't start with the ultimate end goal now, like build up to it. So small incremental steps, Lead to sustainable positive change, and that's kind of the trick. There is, yeah, start small. Um, I agree, and then the other trick is, you know, um, that's effective is finding the time in your calendar. So, if we were coaching, I was coaching you right now, I'd be like, All right, let's go in your calendar right now (laughs) and let's figure this out and block the time now. Because usually, like working with executives and stuff, they're assistant people, like, block their calendar, put meetings on their calendar, and they sometimes don't have control over their life. Their calendar just gets booked and people are, you know, meetings back to back. I mean, you know, you probably experienced that yourself. Yeah. So, so I encourage you to block that time and, and preferably have it be the same time um, each week or day or, you know, so it becomes a habit, a routine. Um, and block that and stick to it because if it's not in your calendar it's it's much easier to get missed or forgotten or dismissed
0: yeah yeah yeah. and and uh I'm a big fan of that by the way just in the moment change so look at my calendar I've lived by my calendar I feel like so many of us have to rely on that as a tool these days especially Mm -hmm. with multiple calendars I know I've got at least two or three at any given time running Oh my gosh. And professional, but it does help me. And I, and I, I think one of the biggest tips I've learned is to make things private. So people don't overschedule mm-hmm. over them because they don't mm-hmm. know. Sometimes if it just says lunch, people are like, Oh, that's okay. I'll just schedule that. And I think that's something that I've learned over the years to, to implement too. Yeah. I put,
1: I put hold, I just say hold. So, so oh, you any, go. That could mean, you know, that's, you know, held for an important meeting or travel, not so much travel right now, but just whatever it is, like people can't, you know,
0: if they are seeing it, hold can mean so many things. So I just put hold. <laughs> yeah, that's a great one. Actually, if I saw that, I'd be like, okay, I don't need to disturb the whole, yeah. that's okay. That's, mm-hmm. that's funny. Yeah. So we all have our, our little things. So, so whatever that can be, whatever can be done for that, I think will be helpful. And in general, and with your with your book, what is your intention talking about intention? What are you hoping that others can get out of it or as like a macro level what what are you driving towards with your book cause Breathe, choose.
1: I just would love for people to take control, take charge of their life and truly truly become the CEO of their well-being. And when I say that, it's really of you know, taking charge of all areas of their life. So, you know, having a fulfilling career, having healthy and strong relationships, having um, proper sleep and nutrition, um, having a sense of purpose, or, um, you know, mindfulness practice, um, having everything in their life be optimized to their, you know, highest good to everyone's highest good so that
0: they're really truly fulfilled, happy, and healthy. Mm, What a great vision. I think that if we can all aspire just to be a little closer to that or learn one or two techniques that, that you're, that you have, I think we, we can all be our CEOs, like you say, and, and what a great vision. And speaking of, yeah. of methods, so do you have any, any tips? I know in the book, you talk about uh, the ACE method and there's probably other, other ones as well in terms of, of relating to our stressors. And can you walk us through maybe one of those? That's just uh, an example of like, what can I apply when I'm feeling stressed in the moment? Let, let's say, you know, I'm just like having a, having a crazy day and I'm feeling really ragged. What would I do?
1: Well, the ACE method, when I talk about the ACE method, it's about acing stress using the ACE method. And ACE actually stands for the three types of stress, acute stress, um, which is a short term stress, the necessary stress, um, chronic stress, which is long-term, you know, deadly, uh, dangerous stress. And then E is for U stress, which is a positive stress. stress. And um, And so when I talk about acing stress it's about the mindset that you have around stress so when you're in a situation of acute stress that's necessary so you know that that's short term it's like for example you're you know walking across the street and a speeding car comes towards you 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 know automatically to jump out of the way right adrenaline kicks in you jump out of the way to save save your life Um, so that's a, you know, necessary good stress, same as you stress, you stress gives you the energy to really optimize like your performance in a way that like, for example, you're about to give a talk or, you know, give a presentation or, you know, run a marathon. You have that, you know, extra, um, energy, not, you know, good type of stress that gets you through that event. But chronic stress is that very long-term, like uh, um, six months or more type of stress that just like lingers. It's a sense of like hopelessness and helplessness. And that's the dangerous stress that if you are not mindful, that's why mindfulness is so important as is fundamental to this MAP method, um, that could actually end up, um, you know, promoting dis-ease and premature death. So. We want to avoid um, chronic stress and be mindful of it so that we can shift out of it. So it's really a mindset. Like if you're really stressed and um, depending on, you know, is it between the acute or chronic stress, I'm sorry, acute and you stress, That's that's great. Like that's normal and, you know, that's a good type of stress. But the chronic stress, that's when we need to help yourself get out of that, where um, you start applying the seven A's. So adopting a healthy lifestyle, you know, um, adapting to the stressor if you can't alter it or um, avoid it. So that's why the seven A's are really helpful depending on the different situation. But you got to be mindful of it, mindful of the stress and and actually do something about it rather than just uh, making it your new norm, because a lot of people um, think and feel that chronic stress could be just the norm of their work or their life or their family life, you know, when it, it, it's not. Um, so that's where you have to be mindful of shifting that mindset of this is not normal. I got to I got to shift and do something about this and start taking care of myself mm-hmm. in whatever
0: way that means for you. Yeah. And then having the choice to do that and knowing there's another option, plan B, whatever that might be.
1: Yeah, there's there's a menu of choices in life. It's just about being aware of those choices. So when when we feel hopeless and helpless in um, chronic stress, that's when we feel we don't have choices, that we're stuck. Right. That's a limited mindset. So when we don't have that limited mindset and we know that we have choices to adopt a healthy lifestyle, to allocate play and recovery time, to um, adopt, uh, alter this, the stressor situation that you're in or avoid the stressor if you can and so forth, going through the seven A's, you could toggle between the seven A's. Um, then you're able to, you know, really get yourself out of that chronic stress. But if you yeah. think you have no choice, then you're gonna sit there and, you know, feel like a victim. It's a very disempowering feeling, you know, and you could throw yourself a pity party. You
0: know? Yeah, it's time to change um, that up, I think. That's totally exactly it. Right. So great. I love the the ace method. Thanks for walking us through that. And mm-hmm. where can people find more out about you? I know you're you've got your website, where would, where, where can people discover you more?
1: So I'm on um, Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on LinkedIn. I, I'm pretty much everywhere. Facebook. Um, but yeah, my website also, I mean, I have actually my corporate well, wellness website, which is prananas.com, And then my personal, like for my book and coaching is just my full name, nasbeheshti.com.
0: Great. We'll we'll put those in the the show notes there for the links to your to your Great. access. And is there any other final parting thoughts that you have for us in terms of pausing, breathing, and choosing? Pause, breathe, choose. Yeah. So uh, whenever you feel stressed, overwhelmed,
1: or feeling stuck, or just want to change your state, just take a deep or take a pause. Take a deep breath, conscious breath. Just even audible, like just let's do one together. Just yeah. inhale. <sighs> Doesn't that feel good? Like a really long exhale feels just like I like that. It's a way to reset and reboot, and then choose what you want to do. So just think of pause, breathe, choose.
0: Pause, breathe, choose. You yeah. heard it here first. Thank you so much, <laughs> Naz, for all your wisdom and being here Thank today. You. And I'm super uh, looking forward to supporting your book and getting that word out there. We all need to pause, breathe, and choose a little more. Thank you. Thank
2: you so much, Rachel.
0: Ziva Meditation is our sponsor for this cast episode. My meditation teacher and author, Emily Fletcher, created the Ziva Meditation Self-Care Center, it's full of powerful tools to help you go from worrier to warrior. It's a great way to get started and get to know how meditation can serve you. Her 15-day course, Ziva Online, is something you may wanna look into at some point in what I've also taken. Inside the Ziva Self-Care Center are literally thousands of resources for you, including visualizations, weekly recordings of her calls, global meditations, bodywork guest experts, and tools for kids and parents. And the best part is, it's all free. To get started, head over to tinyurl.com slash pause slash ziva self-care. That's tinyurl.com slash pause, P-A-U-S-E dash ziva self-care, all one word, ziva self-care, to get access today. So my favorite one right now, just to share, is this manifesting versus Manifesting recording. You've got to watch it.